Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Talking Ball with Pat Leonard. Post game Giants victory edition. Getting used to these three straight wins. Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets leading the Giants to victory. Thank you all for uh, being loyal and sticking around as I filed after coming out of the locker room where the Giants are fired up. Brian Dable's fired up. Tommy DeVito's fired up. Uh, funny quote right out of the gate. Tommy DeVito said to, uh, to us at the press conference that, uh, you know, he was asked about his agent and his father and his brother all kissing each other in celebration when Tommy scored that touchdown pass to Isaiah Hodgins in the second half. He said he didn't see it, but if they're going to be famous for it, that's good for business. So uh, that was funny to hear. Let's get into your questions. Um, first, want to tell you just guys about Bet Online real quick. Of course, our our uh, our good sponsor here, good enough to keep us rolling here. So Bet Online uh, remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the Bet Online website today and use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. I see Corey's question right at the top. Corey T. Lewis Jr. says, Pat, please answer. Have you heard anything about how this GM and coach truly feel about Daniel Jones? Um, well, I know from how they coached him last year and from watching them help him develop in their first season and how they've, uh, you know, gradually opened the offense with him at the helm. I do think they see him as a talented, mobile quarterback who does have certain limitations that, you know, you can scheme around and scheme, um, you know, through. So, you watch the game plan that the Giants used to beat the Packers with Tommy DeVito in this one, especially in the second half. You saw them opening it up with some quarterback runs uh, after kind of not going to that early. And that is similar to the way the Giants beat the Green Bay Packers in London last year with Daniel Jones, you know, using that mobile threat, that dual threat ability, uh, the ability to kind of keep the defense moving horizontally and keeping them on their toes. So, um, I think that they listen, Joe Shane paid Daniel Jones. And so you can't go back now and say, well, the general manager gave him a four year, $160 million deal, but he only feels so, so about him. Um, even if they know that he's a guy who has some pluses and minuses, they committed to him. They showed true confidence in him. It wasn't, you know, the conspiracy of that, the ownership wanted them to do it and they didn't want to do it. Um, that's not my understanding of it at all. Um, you know, I think everybody in the building loves Daniel Jones as a person and as a player, but certainly in my mind, Corey, I think the way they feel about him has a lot to do right now with his health as well. And I'm not talking about his knee. I'm talking about his neck. That's something you really have to consider when you're talking about the future of the Giants quarterback position is Daniel Jones long-term ability to stay healthy and play at a higher level, right? Because the whole idea with Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, and Joe Shane coming here was to elevate the offense, elevate Daniel Jones, you know. Um, and so I think there needs to be more on that bone for him to continue to be their starting quarterback. 
you know, Joe Shane, I thought, told us directly what he thinks when he hedged on Daniel Jones at the press conference. He said he has confidence in Daniel Jones, but he also admitted, listen, you know, I'm going to be I'm going to be looking at the quarterbacks in this draft. And I don't think there's going to be anything preventing the Giants from taking a quarterback if one is there. Michael Knight says, let's go, Pat. Yeah, Michael, thank you. Thank you for holding on here. Hunter, good evening. Victory Monday night. Been a while since we have heard that. That's right. A primetime victory, not something the Giants have had much of. Lane R says, hey, Pat, is it fair to say Tommy DeVito has outplayed Daniel Jones this year? What a mistake that contract was when we are getting similar production from an undrafted quarterback. Well, Lane, in fairness, I would say the offensive line was atrocious at the beginning of the season. I mean, a downright inoperable on offense. You know, I think we're forgetting that a lot of what was going wrong at the beginning of the year had to do with the offensive line, uh, the personnel that was put there by Joe Shane, the injury to Andrew Thomas, you know, Josh Zudu being forced into a role that he couldn't handle at left tackle. Daniel Jones did make some mistakes, including that interception against the Seahawks. But to me, I thought the offensive line was the story of the early season. And it was more about Daniel becoming shell-shocked and then that affecting his play rather than him just coming out of the gate and not playing well. That was my view of it. Um, I think what they're doing right now as a coaching staff is scheming with what they've got with DeVito the same way they did with Daniel Jones last year. Tommy DeVito is not a better player than Daniel Jones. Um, but they certainly have something going here that's that's something positive. Tuto checks in with a super sticker and a super chat. Thank you, Tuto, as always. Guys, I should mention this, but Tuto is giving us a good reminder. You can purchase a super chat or a super sticker, and that will have your comment elevated straight to the top. And we will address what you have to say and what you're asking and what you're commenting on in your analysis immediately. It's a great way to support our channel as well. So thank you, Tuto. Says massive salutes and respects to Big Boss Pat, Tommy, and all the diehard Giants fans in America. Giants beat the pack, losers, like last year again. That is right, Tuto. That is right. Vibes are high right now in Giants land. Um, and, you know, listen, the, the chances of making the playoffs is still like 1%. Uh, I think there's five teams at 6-7 and seven ahead of the Giants at 5-8. and eight. But, listen, what's nice right now is that the Giants players are continuing to put in the work and getting some results, and individuals can start feeling good about kind of what they're stacking and putting together. Uh, Hunter says, with a head coach, caliber zero doubt wink is a head coach caliber zero doubt in my mind no chance he shouldn't get a job yeah no I agree I thought there was a chance he was going to get one last year as well um and given you know the the tension on the Giants coaching staff um I definitely think inevitable that Martindale is coaching elsewhere next season and of course he has hoped for a long time that that would be a head coaching position and maybe if the Giants put some strong play together down the stretch, continue to do so on both sides of the ball and especially on defense as well with the continued turnovers. Maybe he gets that shot. Savage Steve says, what's up with this kid, Tommy? Got as many primetime wins as Danny. Uh, definitely cool under pressure. Um, you know, guys, I do think it's important and I'm not, not to knock the kid down, but he had 158 yards passing, a touchdown, and then the 71 yards rushing, right? So, uh, Daniel Jones obviously can put up numbers, has put up way bigger numbers than that. Now, what I think was key in this game is that in the first two wins for DeVito, you had the defense kind of carrying the, the team and DeVito and the offense essentially being passengers. I mean, he had three touchdown passes against Washington, but 
Um, the defense really did most of the work in that game as well. Six turnovers forced by the team. The difference in this game is that at the end, the offense made these big plays, right? Saquon Barkley does the does fumble, but you know, between that touchdown throw to Hodgins and that drive from DeVito, Wandale Robinson contributing. And then we also saw uh, obviously Tommy, I think it was four for four for 53 yards, I think, on the final drive, including the 32 one, 32 yarder to Wandale. I thought key and exciting in that spot, you know. Uh, I'm not saying like Daniel Jones could do, could make those throws, but I think what was key from DeVito in that spot was just how cool he was. Um, you know, you could talk to him after the game. I mean, he's confident, um, not arrogantly so, but definitely kind of cool, calm, collected. Brian Dable said that there was nothing more to say to him other than just let's just rip son of the rip this son of a bitch, you know, just make the throws. Don't overthink it. And um, I think what DeVito is doing right now is they have the game simplified for him, the concept simplified down to what he likes and knows. Um, and I think over the course of the last month, he's grown up a lot. Because, listen, if he were if he were even close to as good as Daniel Jones, he would have been the number two ahead of Tyrod, right? Like, he's not the number two uh, ahead of Tyrod for a reason, based on play and practice, play and training camp, play and preseason, play and, you know, regular season practices, whatever. Uh, but I think the more experience he gets now, I think you're starting to see him, you know, um, feel more confident that he can execute what he's being asked to do. And I thought the biggest sign of progress for DeVito, in addition to the uh, final drive there, is that he wasn't sacked in this game, but he was under pressure plenty, but he was moving and using his legs. And I think that's something you see that is valued in this offense, right, and by this head coach and this offensive coordinator. Uh, from, you know, having Tyrod, having DeVito, having Daniel Jones, all guys who can move. Matthew says, Schmitz is starting to catch my eye. How do you see his performance and growth this year? Uh, I thought it was rocky early, and then especially with the injury. Uh, I do think John Michael is a rookie who's continuing to learn, continuing to improve for sure. Um, you know, not a young guy, obviously, for a rookie. So not as much that you're thinking about as far as like on a developmental curve, I think is a guy who, if you get him in the weight room, um, you know, continue to mold his body, become a guy who can become even more of a people mover. There was a plenty of pressure on the interior today that DeVito avoided. Uh, but I do think that John Michael as a rookie, you know, encouraging, listen, anytime you score 24 points on a team that's been playing well, one, three straight, um, you know, that's credit to the rookie center as well, working with the rookie quarterback. That's for sure. Uh, Jim says, uh, oh, right. So Jim was answering, how do they feel about DJ? 40 million per year. Corey, money speaks louder than words. Jim, yeah, I agree with that. In the end, that's all there is to it. Uh, Tommy DeVito, I don't care about draft picks. This story is crazy fun. Go blue, says A2Z me. I hear that. I hear that. It, you know, it's 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 nice to finally um, see some excitement around this team. Really has been a down year, a tough year to follow, a tough year to be around, tough team and building to be in and be in and be around. Uh, so it's good to see. And as Isaiah Hodgins said, he goes out of whatever you want to call this. It's fun to be a part of and it's fun to watch. Um, Hunter says this seemed like some of the best games from our drafted guys in the Joe era. Looked like Riley did well from what I saw of him. Same thing with JMS. I thought Juan Dale was the guy who stood out to me the most. Um, you know, I, you know, I talked to Juan Dale after the game. He said that at the beginning of this week, he kind of went to Brian Dable and said, hey, man, 
Like my knee feels good. I feel better than I've ever felt uh, coming back from the knee last year. Like, let's open this up. Let's go. Let's get rolling. And I thought you saw that in this game, leading receiver for the team, um, some big plays as a runner and as a returner. And uh, that was really encouraging to see. Tuto checks in again with a 999 super chat and super sticker. Tuto, thank you so much. Says, Pat, we all Italian rugby players were in London Stadium last year to support the Giants. Same stadium Italian national rugby team beat Wales February 2022 when I was playing. Wow, that's awesome. I was at the stadium too. If we had been in touch back then, um, I definitely would have connected. Next time I'm overseas, you're going to have to make it happen. That's for sure. Um, that's well said, Tuto. That is well said. Uh, that was an exciting game too in London, man. That was the game really where Daniel Jones earned that contract. That's where the, the tide turned on him, convincing him, convincing the Giants that he was the guy. Um, let's see. Jim says, oh, oh, about Daniel Jones, I think we got stood up, must have found a pretty girl. Uh, Hunter says, also did, oh, Jim, you're talking about me, that I stood you guys up. Oh, man. No, actually, with these games, you know, you wait for Brian Dable for his press conference, then you talk to DeVito, you're in the locker room, and then really just wanted to get a good amount of color into my story for the Daily News website. So when people go on and read the story, they get a good feel for how it was in the locker room afterwards. Um, So sorry that I was later than I uh, had listed, but um, you guys are great for sticking around and being here. I appreciate it. I know it's late. Uh, Hunter says, did Sterling Shepard play at all? I didn't see him. I do not believe he did. Let me check the participation. Um, I don't recall seeing him on the field. Let's see. We got Sterling Shepard. No, he did not. No snaps for Sterling Shepard in this game. Um, you know, but finally, Wandale actually playing um, in a meaningful difference-making way. So if Wandale Robinson is playing in a difference-making way like that, and Isaiah Hodgins is being a good red zone threat, right? Now, Jalen Hyatt didn't have the, the night tonight, but um, if you have some of these guys playing well in their roles, then you don't need to say, hey, it's so obvious somebody else out here is better, right? When Sterling Shepard wasn't playing earlier in the season, he was out playing guys in practice and games when he got in. Um, let's see. Okay. Um, Hunter says, I think now it could be realistic seven and 10. Maybe all depends on Eagles last game, eight and nine saints and Rams. I think we could beat Rams are playing really, really, really well. Uh, depends on their health. I think the saints are a beatable team for sure. That's not an easy place to play, but they're a beatable team. Um, you know, I picked them to win seven games at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, I think it's likely they end up with five or six, um, at this point, but Hunter, we will see. It's definitely realistic for them to get to, I, I guess, you know, I guess realistic possibly for seven if the Eagles are resting guys in their last game. Pre-game show talked about no matter how Daniel Jones would play, the injuries have put a red flag on him, no matter the talent. Who said that, Hunter? Because I agree with that. That's what I've been telling you guys every every time on here. Um Lane says Jones can put up numbers. When has he done this the year other than the second half against the worst defense in the league? Please tell me you don't think Jones has any future on this team, Pat. Well, Lane, I mean, no, go back to his rookie year again under Pat Shermer um, when he came in. He he threw Daniel Jones's numbers under Pat Shermer as a rookie, right? We all know that he turned the ball over too much, and internally they thought Shermer's offense was kind of 
you know, letting him get hit a lot. He had all the fumbles, this and that. But Jones had 24 touchdown passes that year, right? Um, you know, he was over 3,000 passing yards, 24 touchdowns. Now, obviously, after that, the Giants realized, listen, we got to try and protect this kid from himself a little bit. And then what ended up happening was they have Jason Garrett forced on that coaching staff, calling those plays and, you know, just not working out in that regard and essentially trying to protect Daniel from himself. It ends up backfiring because you end up becoming too conservative. Then he gets gun shy. And then when you try to open it all up, um, you know, he's he's not there. The injuries have stunted his growth. I mean, Lane, in answer to your question, do I think he has a future on this team? I do. No, like. I, I think Daniel, his injury history, especially with his neck, I think it's very clear that the Giants need a different future and a, and a backup plan and other, other avenues to explore given that, right? I think Daniel's certainly going to try to work his way back. And listen, they put, they put a stamp on believing in him with that contract. But I'm saying – I'm agreeing with the notion, like Hunter said in the pregame, what they said, I'm saying that Daniel Jones's injuries concern me and that Joe Shane is pursuing all avenues. Um, and he told us that directly. But in it, when I was talking about putting up numbers, what I'm saying is that like if people saying DeVito is outplaying Daniel Jones, let's say. But what I was saying is that DeVito had 158 passing yards today and 71 rushing yards and a touchdown. And Daniel Jones, you know, puts up bigger numbers than that when he has his good games. So that, I'm just saying, like, DeVito had a great night, but let's not get carried away with the idea that Daniel can't put up numbers. I mean, he's done that. Hunter says, do you think guys like Isaiah Simmons and Justin Pugh get extensions this offseason? I'd like to see Isaiah have another chance in whatever system it will be next year. Hey, he, you know, um, that'll be interesting to see. I mean, maybe Simmons ends up following Martindale wherever he goes. Uh, definitely a guy that he tries to unleash in different versatile ways on in the pass rush and in the coverage game. Had a had a bad missed tackle in this one, uh, but definitely a, a versatile player. Pew, I think, is a guy who is valuable to have around as a leader. Um, I know he has said before on the record that he would like to be back. I think it would just depend on uh, what the contract looks like and what kind of reinforcements they get. You know, I think um, – you want to keep stacking that offensive line and improving it and drafting new young players who are going to upgrade those positions, but having a veteran like Pew in the room who could also help you out um, and, you know, and make some money as a veteran as like a rotational backup or, um, or something like that down the road, I think is also a good thing to keep an eye on. Hunter says, do you think Tommy has the ability to stay in the NFL for a long time to be a backup? At least <clears throat> I do think in this game, what he showed guys is that he's more than just, um, you know, the, like he was more at, especially down the stretch of this game against the Packers than just a, and also ran undrafted rookie who lucked into some opportunities and won games just because of the defense, right? This was a game where with the game on the line, Tommy DeVito put his stamp, his stamp on it. And as Donna says, chicken cutlets in the press box. That's right. He put his stamp on this game and on this team and on his career. Because this was prime time, too. So for all the embarrassments the Giants have had in prime time, where everybody sees all their mistakes and their warts and their flaws earlier in the year, this is one where Tommy DeVito, this is really going to carry well for him because this is him showing the whole country, the whole league, look what I can do, right? 
and I'll just say this. I don't know what the heck the Packers defensive plan was at the end of the game. And they basically just sat back and watched passes being completed until the field goal. Um, but, you know, credit to Tommy DeVito for letting it rip. Tuto says, Pat, where's the screwball sipping tonight, mate? Uh, I'm going to go have one after this, but not on camera if you get my drift. So um, that that's the plan post game. So Hunter says ESPN pregame. Can't remember who was saying it. Female reporter, pretty sure it was right before Joe and Troy came on. Interesting. A2Z me says team looks different with DeVito or Taylor. DJ is not a leader, never was. I don't agree with the fact that he's not a leader, but I do think that uh, there is some supercharge to the way the guys are acting right now, no question about it, and they do respond to both Tyrod and Tommy. Hunter says not only Giants should be worried about him, he should be worried. Neck injury is nothing to mess with. No need to be messed up for life. Totally get it. Totally agree. And definitely – yeah, guys, no fight here from the suggestion that the Giants will be pursuing a quarterback up, upgrade. I'm not I'm not fighting that at all. Was only commenting on the idea that Tommy DeVito, you know, was putting up massive numbers that Daniel Jones never could uh, because, you know, Daniel has put up numbers, but obviously uh, just has failed to kind of lock down that stranglehold on the fact that I'm the guy and no one should challenge me. Right. That just hasn't happened. Um, some things I think it's important for you guys to to see and um, and know about this game. Like I said, Wandale Robinson leading the team in receiving six catches for 79 yards on seven targets. Isaiah Hodgins gets in the end zone for a second straight game. Also had a bunch of touchdowns down the stretch last year if they got him out of Buffalo. Um, clearly a red zone threat and a guy that they should continue to use there, especially without Darren Waller in the lineup. He might be back against the Saints, but – Hodgins gives you a big body and some good hands there. Saquon Barkley was very frustrated with himself after this game. Um, you know, like I went up to him and said, are you are you feeling all right? Because, frankly, I thought he got banged up early in the game, got his head banged onto the turf, and he was basically like, you know, mentally or physically? It's like, physically, I'm all right. Mentally, you know, I'm sitting here like I almost lost the game for my team. But he said, you know, I'll bounce back. Um, you know, he said he's going to come out with fire against the Saints. So Saquon kind of calling his shot on a big game coming up. Um, And like I said, DeVito saying it was good for business, that his family's getting some love on camera, on ESPN, on national TV. Um, Also, Brian Dable uh, feeling himself a little bit, saying he did earn his playing time. He's earned his playing time next week, too. Obviously, I'll take my medicine and say I thought they really were playing with fire in calling DeVito over Tyrod Taylor in this game as the starter. And obviously, um, I still do think they were. It was a questionable call to do that to Tyrod. But um, you know, Ty, uh, this was obviously a um, a vindication, right? At least for this week, vindication of Tommy DeVito, kind of validating their confidence in him for this week, and proving that he does have some juice here and does have something that he can give this team down the stretch right now um, and that the team is riding with that. Kayvon Thibodeau gets his 12th sack. Um, that, I thought that was noteworthy. And also, obviously, some frustrating plays. You know, Lawrence Cager touching the ball before the half on that kickoff um, when they might have gotten favorable field position, try to get a field goal out of it. Uh, DJ Davidson with a penalty. Sean Harlow with a penalty. Uh, Gunnar Olszewski not, at, you know, uh, quickly enough telling Bobby McCain to get out of the way on the muffed punt. Then again, you have two more turnovers first by the defense. Jason Pinnock uh, played a very good game. I thought actually, you know, he had some 
had one or two missed tackles, but also has the interception. Uh, he's making the tackle on the forced fumble, forced by Kayvon, and um, recovered by Xavier McKinney, and also knocking that ball out on the possible touchdown uh, late in the game in the fourth quarter there. The Newton says, someone has to ask Daniel Jones why, regardless of the shell shock, he just played so much coward ball. Tommy and even Tyrod aired it out. Outside his tough running, DJ plays and throws scared, and no one asks why. I do think, again, I thought the offensive line when he was playing early in the season was at its worst. I thought the line was getting better through the through the middle part of the season. And then also Saquon Barkley was out at a certain point that came back when Tyrod went in. So I do think that Daniel was playing like that because the protection was so bad. I mean, I think you're forgetting. I think you need to go back and watch those first few games and watch the pass protection. It was astoundingly bad. And it was a product of poor personnel from the GM and the head coach and building the roster at the beginning of the year. Um, I'm not making excuses for Daniel. He didn't play well enough either. And he knows that, but I do think the line was bad, but yeah, like I'm not, I'm not fighting the suggestion that Daniel didn't play well. I mean, obviously he didn't 12 tackles for Deontay Banks. That kid is going to be special. Also really nice pass breakup. And that was a, that touchdown that was thrown against him. Um, that was a tough one. I mean, that was a really nice throw and nice catch by Jordan Love and Malik Heath at the end there, but he obviously knocked down that possible touchdown pass to Samori Torre um, in the left corner of the end zone. So that was impressive as well, guys. Thanks for joining me for another post game chat here. We're sponsored by bet online. Also sponsored by Estate 98 coffee, Essencia de Del. And it's it, oh, easy for me to say, geez, it's an Essencia de Cafe from El Salvador that dates back to 1798. That's a state 98. Go get it. It's on Instagram. I think it's estate 98 coffee. They also have a website where you can order it there. Probably get some discounts for the holidays and for Christmas. Um, Giants on a three game win streak, four games remaining, including next week at new Orleans and then two against the Eagles and one against the Rams. Um, I can't thank you guys enough. Tudo. Thank you so much for the super chat and the super sticker. We'll see you again this week. Uh, hopefully Thursday night football halftime for another live chat and also a surprise one coming on Instagram soon. Stick back on Twitter, P Leonard NYDN, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at PL on NFL and on the daily news website and on Twitter, P Leonard NYDN for all the latest. Thanks again. Pat Hunter says, enjoy your screwball. Have a good one. Safe drive home. Thank you guys. Talk to you next time here on the talking ball live chat with Pat Leonard. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.